The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and I'm here with Makers of Minnesota. We're at episode number 53, and I have a very exciting thing to tell you, and that is that we had tons of downloads in the month of July. So thanks, everybody, that has been telling friends about the program and sharing it. You can share any of the episodes that you hear um, from our Facebook page. We're at Makers of Minnesota. We've also got a Twitter handle at Makers of MN and Instagram. And if you are a maker or you know a maker and you want me to know about you, just let me know. You can tag me in any of those mediums. I officially produce everything myself. So if you send me a message, I will get it. And we're always looking for great maker stories. Um, food is a wheelhouse that I know a lot from obviously my radio show on the weekly dish, but we are looking for all different types of stories. Some of the um, stories that we've done that have been non-food related have been some of the most fun. So uh, feel free to uh, give me a jingle I found out, I think, about this next guest, uh, Claire. Welcome to the program, Claire Hi. and her mom, Pat. Hi. Hello. Claire is 16, so she's here with her mom today. But I think I found out about your company, 212west.com, from, I know, was it the Minnetonka General Store? Do you sell there? Yes, we do. They're one of our biggest um, supporters, and we love working with them. And it's just so exciting to be in their store. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. it might have been Jenny is yeah. her name, reached mm-hmm. out to me and said, hey, there's this really neat young lady. She's doing this cool jewelry company. You should talk to her. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So Clara, tell me how you would describe your jewelry to someone that maybe hadn't seen it. I describe my jewelry um, in one word as versatile. There's three different colors and two different lengths of chains. And then there's also bracelets. And the bracelets come in a brown leather and a black leather. So I think that um, just with colors and styles, you have a lot of versatility and a lot of choice. And you can really personalize it and make it your own. Um, And then with the words, we have over 50 words. And so I think it really allows people to speak for themselves, which is, you know, our tagline. And I think it really follows it well. So the idea of this is that people can pick words that are in kind of a block shape and then you build three words together or on your bracelet and you create a personalized statement or quote for yourself. Is yes. that a good way to explain it? Yeah, that's a great way to explain it. So when was the first time that you thought of this idea? How old were you? Well, um, ever since I was really little, I always wanted to start a company or start a business. I was always very um, extroverted. I love talking to people. I love designing new things. Um, I'm definitely more of a creative person. And so I having that in mind... Um, I think when I was 13, I finally buckled down and thought about something that I really would feel passionate about making and would be proud to show to the world, you know, this is something that I made and it's very important and special to me. Um, so I kind of started scribbling down designs. Um, it just kind of started out as like me with my notebook, mm-hmm. um, just scribbling down at designs. And finally it came to this and I'm like, I've never seen this before. Uh, I think this is different. It's different than a lot of charm bracelets and. Um, other personalized things because it's so versatile. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it targets a lot of age groups because 
just the way it's designed I wanted it to you know someone my age could wear it and love it and love wearing it and someone my mom's age could love it just as much yep so I finally showed it to my parents and they were like this is actually something that could really take off like this is something that's very new and um, innovative and so, so let's talk about grew. that for a second pat you're the parent here in this situation welcome to the show thank you um when she came to you and said i want to start this jewelry company this is my idea were you an entrepreneur or how did she get this entrepreneurial bug is i would say it came from my husband oh he's always kind of searching for ideas yep um so when she brought this to him, we kind of looked at each other and we thought, well, maybe we should give this a try. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing is we'd be, my husband and I are both in the medical field. Uh-huh. We didn't really know how to approach the whole retail thing, how you start with a prototype and finding a manufacturer. So that process took the longest. Let's talk about that because you, your pieces are metal. They're really mm-hmm. well um, thought out. They're chunky. They're kind of just the perfect kind of jewelry for somebody like myself. So you're writing down these words and you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to do this. Uh, did you, how much money did you put into it when you started? Um, I think my mom can probably answer that better because I was only 13 and I didn't really have a good grasp on, you know. Do you remember how much it was to do the prototype, Pat? Um, we started out with probably about 5000 um, And did that feel like a lot to invest in your 13-year-old's idea? It did. Yeah, I yes. can imagine. Yeah, it did. And I know that now knowing the process of going about it it would we would have taken a different route um because tell you, me about that we went directly to a prototype company yep. that had nothing to do with making jewelry they make everything electronics you know and appliances and yep. everything so we went to them and they drew up our prototype and had it made out of plastic um if Knowing now, if I would have found my manufacturer first, they do the same thing yep. and specialize directly in, in jewelry. So any new pieces we have, they do the prototype for us now, and it would have gone a lot quicker. That's a good tip for people that are interested in maybe manufacturing something to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did your first piece come off the line that you took to a store? That was probably... Um... I'd say last summer, maybe June or July. Okay, so quite a, because you're 16 now, so. Yeah, it took a really, really long time to get it to where it is now, just to get it ready to be in stores and have the website and stuff. And I think it took so long because none of us were experienced. I was 13. I had no grasp on, like, how to do that. I just had this idea. Mm-hmm. My parents, my mom um, is a radiation therapist, or she was, and my dad is a periodontist, so they're completely out of their field yeah with this and so we're kind of just learning as we went and it really it took a long time to get the right font the right color the right shape um just to think about you know website design who to go to for marketing it just it was a process but I think the process made it more exciting to be in stores at first and when the first um you know we had the, the first buy and the website was finally launched I think it just made it all more exciting how much do you think you invested in putting your website together? Because I would—that's usually pretty costly. Um, I think you can answer that better. <laughs> um, we had a company do it, and I would say it was around seven thousand. Yeah, I was going to say mm-hmm. about between five to ten is usually what people spend on their first website. So here you are, Claire. Your parents are investing, you know, their hard-earned money in mm-hmm. your dream. Were you nervous about that, or were you like, oh, I just 
don't know, or are you just, you're 13, 14, 15, 16, you're going on blind faith that you can do this? I, um, well, my first kind of reaction was very thankful to be able to have this experience and to be able to work with my parents on it and have them fully support this and not just kind of dismiss it and be like, you're 13, this is crazy, you know, if you want to do that when you're older, go for it, but they really took it on fully, and I was just very thankful for it. But, um, yeah, I had some nerves, um, but I, I know my parents, and I know myself, and I think we're all very motivated people. And Are you an only child? Yes, I am. Yeah, you're very well-spoken. I have an only child, so you remind me of her, like Thank sitting so in a much. group of adults. Yeah, I'm very used to adults because that's kind of how I grew up, yeah. you know? And, um, but yeah, I had, like, a lot of faith that this would work, but I did have some nerves, but... All right, so yeah. you get the prototype, you've got a product, you're ready to take it into the stores. Mm-hmm. When you think about marketing it, how did you do that? What did you know? Did you know how to do social media and did you think, oh, I can just put up some Instagram posts or tell me a little bit about your thought process there? So this is, um, I was young. I was very young. I'm still young, but I was even more. Sure. I was even younger and knew less than I did, you know, and so I was, I thought, you know, just post a couple Instagram photos, like easy, done, um, make a Facebook, make a Twitter maybe. And it was not that simple. And I've learned that as we went on. And it really does take um, a lot of different sources, you know, because people come drawn in from all sorts of different places. And um, as much as I love social media and that's what I feel most comfortable with, I feel like there are a lot of other more beneficial ways to market a product. And I think a good thing for exposure would be to going going to like conventions and um, you know things like Lower Town Pop. You know, mm-hmm. it's really like good crafting way. gift markets. Yeah, markets. Um, yeah, that's something that I've learned that's really really helpful and beneficial, and you just get to meet a lot of new people, and it's awesome way to you know just show off you know what you're proud of making. And yeah. I wonder if um, you have the benefit because you're younger. Mm-hmm. Do people, like when you go to a lower town pop, and I know Becky Sturm, and I've interviewed her for this show, and you are in a market. I mean, to be honest, that was my interest in you. I was like, wow, here's a 16-year-old girl that's making this company. That's really cool. Is that a big part of the story? Or when you're standing in a market, is it showing the jewelry? Because it's a really cool product, too. Thank you. Um, I kind of like to do maybe 50-50 because I think what really makes our product special and not just, you know, a piece of jewelry you put on because it looks pretty I think the difference is that there's a lot of story behind ours and a lot of reason behind why we made it and just like the motivation and work it took to get it there Um, and this idea that I was so passionate about that I made when I was 13 um, I think is a big part of it. So I love explaining that part, but I also love explaining why I think it's a great just piece of jewelry. Do you do your own social media? Um, recently I've taken over the Instagram, which I've loved doing and I'm hoping to do for, you know, the rest of Mm -hmm. having it. Um, I, my mom does Facebook. Mm -hmm. How I think of it is Instagram is more for my age group. You know, I feel really comfortable with that Mm -hmm. because I've had my own since I was seventh grade, but she's had her own Facebook for just as long. And so I think that she's, you know, really takes on the Facebook well and I take on Instagram well. Okay. So do you like have strategy sessions about how you want things to look or do you have like a lookbook? Because you're in in some ways in fashion, too, and that's a yeah. really competitive environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we first started getting, you know, after my parents were like, OK, let's do this. I took a bunch of magazine cutouts and catalog cutouts 
and pasted it all on a poster board. And I kind of had it as like a vision board. Sure. And that kind of helped get the colors together and the shape and just the overall vibe of like how I want the company to feel, uh-huh. how I want the jewelry to feel, like what I really want it to like look like. And so that's kind of where we started. So now we don't do the vision boards as much. Yep. I'd say we just kind of talk to each other and communicate on, hey, well, I just think this idea will work. And then she'll say, well, like, you have to think about this. And so it really just goes back and forth, you know, with my parents trying to come up with new ideas. You mentioned that you have 50 words in your collection of words. I think it's over that, actually. Is it a big decision to add a word, like, because then you're manufacturing that word? Or have you, I guess that's the first question. Is it a big decision to add a word? Um... Yes, because you have to, when you're working with a manufacturer, you have to order a certain amount. It's not like you can just order one. Yep. Um, But at the same time, a lot of people will request words, and after we get enough requests, we're like, okay, like this is actually going to you know, be well-received. Yeah, so, then, so you keep like a tally of, yeah. I don't know, what's a word that you've added recently maybe from that uh, type of exercise? Um. You would know better than I would. <laughs> I would say the word friends was a big yeah, one. That yeah, that was So we one. added that along with some Midwest states. Yeah, like the state words are pretty new. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about, too, like um, co-branding ideas, like, uh, you know, maybe Jefferson Jaguars, like high school names or mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. And we've thought about that because after gymnastics, um, which I did for a long time, I went into dance and I did dance team for my school. And so after that, we're like, you know, the, like sports teams, like obviously yeah. you have so much pride and just excitement for what you do and like what you're, you're compete with and stuff. And we're like, we could do sports teams, you know, it'd be so cool to have, you know, your school's dance team, your school's yep. football team. So we've thought about that, but I think we're still a little ways from doing that. And actually we do, because we have thought of that, we did um, get a license for NDSU North Dakota State. Uh-huh. Because they have a huge football team yep. and they're a smaller school to target. Um, so that's kind of been our experiment on going that way with the sports teams. So we've actually had a lot of requests for like Goldie Girl. Yep. Um, that may be something we may think about in the future. Can you pinpoint like if you're going to add a word and you have to manufacture it and you know how many you need to sell to make any money doing that is like each word. Does it represent like, oh, that's a five thousand dollar decision or is it that simple? Um, It's not quite that expensive, but you have to carry a lot of inventory yeah. because we offer three different colors in each piece. So yep. one word you're ordering three colors yep. in, and you have to have the minimum requirement for the manufacturer. Yep. So you really do have to think about, you know, who who would be interested, what kind of reach you would get with that. Um, and, of course, we've had a few words that aren't the most popular. Yeah. What's a word um, that you thought would be great that wasn't? I actually was surprised. I thought the word peace would be, and it's probably one of our least selling ones. Mm-hmm. That is surprising. I love peace. Everybody loves peace. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's what we were thinking. And then, you know, we kind of realized, you know, you just kind of have to put it out there and just see how people receive it. There's no exact way to tell if this will be great. If this won't work. Yep. 
just kind of have to put it yourself out there and put your words out there. Are you always thinking about ways to expand the product line? Yes, absolutely. We talk about that um, frequently, actually. And it's really exciting just to have, you know, a notebook of things that you can expand on and really just kind of change around and make it more exciting for certain people and stuff and target other people with these products. And It's a weird line, though, because, like, if you're I just, like, talk to someone who makes granola, mm-hmm. you know, when she's going to make a new brand of granola, it's a really complicated manufacturing decision, yeah. which I'm sure it is for you, too. And I know from your standpoint, Claire, of the creativity of having this company and making it fun, mm-hmm. doing new things is probably fun, but then you have to weigh out the manufacturing decisions and you know, have you exploited a product to the level of that you could before you go on to the next thing? Yeah. How do you feel like you're balancing that, the new with kind of continuing to keep it out there? There are certain things that make it easy to expand. Um, For example, the bracelets are just leather bands. Yep. The words are the same. Everything's the same. It's just a leather band. So that was a pretty easy transition for us, and we're really glad we did it. Um, But there's other things, you know, we've thought of that it would require totally different manufacturing and um, different price points and stuff. And I think my parents really keep me grounded with that. Yeah. Because I'm all like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. And they're like, well, you know, you got to think about like the process of it and the manufacturing and stuff. Um, But yeah, I think right now we're focusing more on um, expanding what we do have. Um, which is just as exciting because you can make completely different products out of just a couple words and a couple of things that we already have. So um, that's what we're focusing on now. But, right. you know, in the future, we do have to discuss um, manufacturing. I think it will get to a point where the cost and the you know process of it and the work it takes to get towards that point will be worth it in creating all these new products. And do you think about overseas manufacturing? Because for a lot of people, that can lower costs. No, we've never thought of that. Um, We're very proud to be made in America. Um, We get our products manufactured in California, and we love the quality of it. We know that, you know, it's ethical. Mm -hmm. It's an ethical source. And we put it together in Eden Prairie, and we have a lot of pride in America, and we love being able to contribute to the economy with it and not just go overseas because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in terms of putting the products together, do you have friends that work for you or do you get together every Saturday and have a work day? How does that work? It's kind of just my mom and I. Okay. Um, Yeah, we'll just kind of work together to um, fill orders and get it into stores and stuff. She'll ask me a lot of questions like, oh, does this display look good? It works really well because she's very logical thinking and I'm good at that, and I'm creative, so it, it's a good, it's a good match. Okay, you're a mother daughter relationship. I'm in one of those, and there are days where it's not so simple. Yeah, <laughs> do you guys ever like fight? And oh, all the time. Yeah, and... sometimes I don't know. Sometimes we just get in each other's heads, and it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does not turn out well. But most of the time, we work well together, and. Even if we do fight, we get past it. Right. There are some days where it's just like nothing is getting done. Are you guys doing this full time outside of Pat? Are you doing this full time now? Yes, this is what I do. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting. We actually just got done filling a big order for nine Herberger stores in Minnesota. They picked up our local line. I was going to ask, they have a kind of local effort where they're trying Mm -hmm. to bring in makers. Is that, were you part of that? It is, yeah. Tell me more about that. um, They 
Luckily, we had another company here in town called Excelsior Candle uh-huh. that had reached out to me and said that I should apply for this, which the applications came out this spring. So we had Claire fill out her story, talk about the product and how it was developed, and we sent that in, and they contacted us in May and said they were interested in bringing us in. All right. And just this last week, our product was put into the stores. So how did that feel? It was it was so exciting. I almost cried. <laughs> um, and I don't cry out of happiness that much. So it was a very big shock. Yeah. Because, you know, we're still, we've only been, you know, up and running for a little over a year. And so I'm we're still kind of, you know, new and haven't had a ton of experiences, but we've been gaining a lot of experience. And finally, when this happened, we were like overjoyed. We yeah. were not expecting it at all. But um, we're just excited to see where this goes. And it's all right. just, yeah, it's a great experience to have. Well, it's 212west.com. And before we break here and um, move to another question, what do you think is the hardest thing you've learned so far? Um, well, I've learned a lot of technical things about business and working with manufacturers. But I think um, I really learned patience. Mm, tell me this. about that. I've just learned, you know, if you really want to see your dream and your goal come through, you're going to have to put a lot of work into it, and it's not going to happen overnight. It takes loads and loads of dedication, and if you give up too fast, it just won't happen. But um, it's just the hard work it takes to get there and all the time you put into it, it makes it all the more exciting once you get there. And so I think that's the most important thing that I've learned from it. Wise words, Miss Claire. Wise Thank words. You so Those much. are the words of an entrepreneur right there. Because you get all excited about something, but to take that dream and take it to market and have it be the right thing, you know, sometimes it's a great idea, but the wrong timing. There's a million variables that can yeah, sidetrack you. So exactly. That you've persevered and kept going with this is great. We'll look for you in her burgers. Uh, we'll look for you on your Instagram so we can see what your style is as you unveil things. Awesome. It is 212west.com, 212west custom jewelry. And it's Pat and Claire. Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you, Thank you so you. much. It was great being here.